You're listening to Frank and Eric. Check one, check one. Frank. Hey. Uh, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna talk about a movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm late. I was designing our new uh, cover art. You were new- really putting some time in <laughs> for the for the new <laughs> podcast. It takes me forever to get to something decent. That's okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pushing those pixels around, left, right, left, right, yeah. up, down, up. I down, love. Yeah. That's what people think designers do. <laughs> White or black? White uh, or black? Anyway, this font, that font, <laughs> that font. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so you wanted, we, we watched a couple of movies. You wanted me to surprise you with the one that we're going to talk about. Correct. Um, I was out of town for a week, so I just got back and we're, we're trying to do two podcasts at once here. Yeah. This is a double header. Two we episodes. didn't really need to tell everybody how the sausage is made, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just that we're really proud of ourselves. So, if you hear the next episode, we're wearing the same clothes. Yeah. And I am apparently wearing the same clothes that I was wearing the last time we recorded weeks ago uh, for some reason. Okay. Uh, also, I'm going to sound pretty amped up because I'm drinking some cold brew and, yeah, like and beer. Six o'clock. I know. It's just, I'm going to a birthday party after this and I was feeling a little run down today. That's a real life of the lead 30 year old. I'm like, <laughs> I had to go out tonight. So I'm going to have a coffee at six o'clock. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> and it's not even, I need the energy. I need that caffeine bump to like mentally push me over the exactly, edge. Right. To get me there. Just to get you out the door. Energy wise, I can totally do it. I need the caffeine to prevent the existential crisis that's going to happen <laughs> beforehand. But <clears throat> okay, I got a cold brew. I got uh, Narragansett, which is a thematically appropriate beer for the movie that we were about to talk about. <laughs> and I'm mixing them together in my belly because <laughs> I am a party animal. And the movie that we are going to talk about. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> so we're talking about... <laughs> Good job, by the way. Well done. Thanks. Uh, So Frank texted me the other day and said that he watched this movie for the first time on a flight, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday. I can't believe you've never seen this movie before. Exactly. My favorite part. It's, uh, (laughs) so it became like a thing in my life. Okay. Uh, (laughs) It became a thing in my life uh, as a kid because around, once do you hit like 14, 15 and you haven't seen Jaws, which came out in 1975. Yes, before my time, but uh, it's such a big movie that everybody everybody has seen it. You know, seen with Star, Star Wars, right? Yeah, yes. And so I hadn't seen it, you know, being a kid, and then I just sort of felt like self conscious about it. I, I, you know, it's weird to say like hang out with your friends, like, hey, you guys want to watch Jaws? But everyone's like, no, no, we don't watch fucking Jaws. Uh, same with like, you have a date over, you can't like Netflix and chill the Jaws, right? You know, well, you could. I don't think it's a terrible movie. For no, that. no, no, you could, but it did. I don't mean. I guess I, I thought it was going to be more, much scarier than it actually was too. Okay, because I remember my friend's mom in high school was like, "Are you scared of it?" Are you scared to watch it? I was like, no, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, so this has been a real thing for you. Yeah, yeah. You've like, had parents ridiculing exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> I've been like mocked multiple times. Okay. And I usually keep it secret that I've never seen Jaws. Sure. And now it's become a, like a unique part of my personality. It's like never eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's like right. one of those iconic Americana things I just have never, never done before. So do you, you're the new Frank. You're the Frank. Sure. I'm the, fr- the post-Jaws, Frank. <laughs> yes. Um, and I was on a flight back from Mexico City yesterday, and I was looking through all the movies, and I was like, fuck it. It's time. I'm going to watch this on a plane. Let's do it. Uh, I have to say, it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. What? Uh, so I, I, I watched it again today. Uh-huh. Uh, You've seen it like a million times, I assume. Yeah. I mean, many, many, many times. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I haven't seen it in kind of a long time. Yeah. So I watched it today, like, with as fresh, uh, with eyes as fresh as they could be uh-huh. um, for a movie that I've seen this many times. What did you, like, what's your off-the-cuff reaction? Like, what? how was it different from your preconceived notion? Well, one, I thought it was going to be <clears throat> going to be more like a proper horror movie. 
Mm. Like like a real scary horror movie, which it, it kind of is. It's more like an adventure or something. It's a, it's a friend movie. It's a movie about male bonding it is. and friendship, <laughs> which I thought I was appropriate for the show. Definitely. Um, but that struck out the most to me. And like you had these three great characters at the end. And you know, one of them, at least one of them is going to die. Yeah. And I'm like, which one is it? Because I like them all. And I don't want any of them to die. Spoiler. It's arguably the best one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the best one, you know, they, they all have to um, like uh, exist in this little like world where they're all such unique characters to their own. You know, it's this real classic movie making setup. It's really yeah. perfect. So they're all in this like dire situation. They're all totally different. They're all bonding together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last half of the movie is just adventure. And, and yeah. like, and um, it really ramps up in the second <clears throat> half. It does, yeah. Like the first half of the movie I find pretty annoying. It's the kind of movie making where everybody's talking to each other constantly over each other, yeah. nonstop, and it's just like chaos. The first half, and it's supposed to be fun, and like I don't know, sort of uh, just a personality of the city itself and like the beach town. But it's just fucking annoying to watch, honestly. Yeah, the first half, like because the cop isn't that strong of a character to lead it. Yeah, and he's trying to, and he's doing an okay job, and his son is annoying, and the beachgoers are like okay, and you know there's some cool gore in the first half, um, but not enough to sustain. It really feels like it kind of bridges the gap between that like 1970s talking a lot kind of movies, and then like a more modern like adventure movie into the 1980s, where it's like, like you could you could. <clears throat> Like this bridges the gap between those 1970s, like kind of uh, like what would what you might consider to be annoying talking <laughs> movies into like like a thing where every like in the second half of the movie, it is so like like ABC, like every single thing that happens is like another step in yes. the adventure. Yes. It may as well be Goonies in the second half. Of the Absolutely. Movie. You know what I mean? Like and if you took the first half and just did more of that. In the second half, it'd be unwatchable. Yeah. It'd be total garbage. Um, I mean, I'm being a little extreme, but like, it's not that interesting in the first half. And like, you're supposed to care about him and his son, but you don't. And I, I would have paid fifty dollars to see that boy's guts get cut out of the shark. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, but really, there's like nothing good about it. Like, the mayor is corrupt and terrible. That's kind of it. Yeah, and it is kind of like two separate movies. Yes, because. It, the the first half of the movie like serves to build that dread about it, mm-hmm. but like the whole second half of the movie takes place on a boat with the three guys, mm-hmm. and like the whole first half of the movie basically just serves to explain why it's a big deal that they go out on the boat. Yes, but like it totally doesn't like all the individual things that happen in the first half of the movie. It's not like you ever re- return to that. Yeah. Like it, right. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Um, I was watching it thinking like, what was Spielberg's idea to make the movie in the first place? Was it like he wanted to have a movie about like a beach town in terror or did he want to make a buddy horror movie or was he, did he have a, an idea for like a killer shark would be interesting in some way? Cause it's not that, cause like no concept is that strong. It's just, high quality movie making at the end of the movie. Right. Well, it was a book that was a huge hit. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So the, but even the seed of the idea of the book is like scary beach town. You're going to be scared to swim. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like at this time, because so I watched this when I was a kid. Yeah. Fucking terrified me. Really? Yeah. And, and I was like, totally into the whole jaws franchise so i think i probably saw jaws 2 before i saw jaws the original movie uh-huh. and jaws 2 is a real piece of shit like but i <laughs> is remember it spielberg no way okay i don't know who directed it but it's definitely not spielberg okay uh it takes place entirely at SeaWorld, i believe wow um and it's like it's like the baby shark of this shark that's killed in the first movie that Terrible returns idea. and is like hunting the son of the sh- of the the police chief or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and like it also like, I feel like in the first movie, Steven Spielberg aired on the side of not showing the shark very much. So throughout the movie, you get this like dread and like, 
it, toward the end, it gets pretty gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. But throughout the movie, it's <clears> not like you're getting a lot of like shark in your face. Yeah. You're just kind of hoping the shark doesn't show up. Yes. In the second movie, it's all shark in your face all the time. And I think it was maybe a 3D movie, if I remember Oof. correctly. Is that like mid-80s it came out? Yeah. Jaws 2? It must have, because uh, oh, this movie came out in 75. Yeah. Yeah, probably like early 80s, okay. I would guess. But it was like in, an insanely popular franchise when I was a kid. So I remember like watching it on TV and being really into it. Um, I also remember having like a totally irrational fear of being in water after seeing them, mm, like yeah. even a swimming pool. <laughs> like I'm just like, just having anything like, like being in a pool where I couldn't <clears throat> touch the bottom totally freaked me out. I still have that feeling in the ocean, but not because of jaws. Like obviously we're not because of sharks or anything. Yeah. It's more of a existential like dread of drifting off into nothingness. Like that movie gravity gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Even though George Clooney is so charming when he's just floating off into space until his inevitable death, that is my <laughs> biggest fear. He handles it very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have that same feeling. I have to like specifically block it out of my mind when, you know, when we're out at Rockaway and I'm just bobbing away in the, yeah. in the water, I have to like, like, put a brick wall between my, what I'm experiencing in that moment and the uh, awareness that just behind me in the water is this like s nearly infinite expanse exactly inside of which could contain anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting how Blair Witch and, and Jaws are kind of similar in that way, right? Like this search for this unknown unseen thing and there's yeah. like a, a terror in the darkness sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, spoiler uh, alert. Sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> the next episode in our same clothes is going to be Blair Witch. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I loved the second half. The the scene where the captain gets eaten is fucking gruesome. Yeah. Like imagine you're the cop and just watching your friends get eaten alive for like 15 minutes. Yeah. It really goes on and on. And there's that like one crunch part. Yeah. Where he's like Bleh! And like the blood comes out <laughs> yes. and like, like, yeah, comes out of his mouth. Um, and then when he meets the, uh, what the professor, what, whatever, whatever his character is like the other scientist guy. What's his, oh uh, yeah. What the heck is his name? Uh, what's it? Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Uh, yeah. What the, um, Who's great in this damn. movie. Yeah. He was awesome. Acts the shit out of that part. Um, but he sees Richard, Richard Dreyfus and they Hooper Hooper yeah. and they just start laughing. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, I just thought like I get yeah. live. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I know. I thought about that, too. When, you know, that reunited scene and they're laughing. I think that if I were Roy Scheider, the the police chief, I'd still be in shock and screaming. <laughs> exactly. Inconsolably. Exactly. Just clutching the last piece of that boat, just shrieking. <laughs> yes. I just saw something I will never forget for the rest of my life. Hey, you're alive. <laughs> cool. No way. And also, uh, I feel like if, if you were, uh, Hooper, right. That's his name. Yeah. Uh, R Richard Drivis's character who had been hiding underwater. Right. Don't you think you'd come up and be like, yo, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also like when he suffers some of the consequences of like the giant explosion, maybe. And like, Hey, you were just hiding the whole time. I was up here trying to kill this shark. Thanks for the help. We just, I just watched the guy get eaten alive. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, if nothing else, I think I would just be like, how did that shark blow up? <laughs> <laughs> because for us, it was trying to kill us and then it blew up. It's like, well, I was, was down there. Air. <laughs> that was some foreshadowing. <laughs> and I managed to shoot it in its mouth. That's what happened. Yeah. It, see, I <laughs> gave blew it, its head off. I fed it this this compressed air canister about ten minutes earlier, and then it just had it in its mouth, yeah, rolling it around like a Werther's original. It and, didn't chew through it for some reason, <laughs> but it chewed through the boat and the cage that you were in. <laughs> what? Um, also, how didn't Richard Dreyfus die? That's a little silly too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why was the he was it was so easy for him to swim away and hide? Yeah. I didn't really buy that part. No. But listen, you got to suspend some disbelief <laughs> for this movie. Sure. I've actually been seeing a ton of movies recently because I'm an unemployed slob mm -hmm. and uh, I have the subscription plan to Alamo. Oh, yeah. So I've seen 
I saw a ton of movies this week. I saw Joker. I saw um, Lucy in the Sky. What is that? It's uh, it's a movie starring Natalie Portman about. Remember that astronaut who like wigged out and drove from Texas to Florida, like wearing a diaper to go shoot some other astronaut. Vaguely, <clears throat> it was like she had a nervous breakdown and she like wanted to go kill this. Was she on acid? No. Oh. Um, yeah, there's no acid involved. Mm. Um, but it's like she's in the sky, you know. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it good? No, it was really bad. Mm. Uh, I do like Natalie Portman. Yeah, I like her too. Uh, I just can't see her as anyone but Natalie Portman. I guess is the yeah. problem. And like trying to see her as this, <clears throat> um, astronaut who lives in the suburbs, who's like you know depressed like it, i all i could see is just natalie portman like don't you go through like a mental health screening before you're an astronaut yeah okay well part of it was she went to space and then came back and like couldn't grapple with like readjusting to coming back after seeing seeing the earth from that high up and, she's like a space veteran yeah um sounds like a bad movie yeah yeah it's pretty bad um but what i was gonna say is in the, <laughs> in the last few days i've been watching a lot of movies and like when i went to see joker when i went to see lucy in the sky i, I looked at my watch like a dozen times through both of those movies uh-huh. and like I, I when i queued up jaws i was like fuck it's two hours long here we go another like checking my watch every 30 seconds i was into it yeah it's it is compelling i will say and i was i mean i watched it on a plane i have nowhere else to go nothing else to do right but um I, mean, I was entertained. I also watched, uh, tried watching Shit's Creek. That's fine. I like it just because I think like the individual characters are really funny. Yeah. Um, point being, I, uh, I didn't feel the need to change the channel during, during Jaws. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also, you could see what Spielberg is doing the whole time and you could see like that. This is quality movie making. Like, it's very, very Spiel, Spielbergian. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like these great setups, these great characters, these great bonding moments. You know, it's surprisingly, uh, like, especially the music, the score was, like, pretty corny. Yeah. It has that, like, kind of cutesy Americana Spielberg sound to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's good. But even at the end of this, like, let it play. No, let it play. Oh. Um, it gets really cute. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's all these and like that surprised me quite a bit. I there's the parts where they're um where they're spearing the shark with the barrels. Mm-hmm. And there's like this playful music as the barrels are like ripping through the water and I'm yeah. like that is a weird Yeah, exactly. Like he still wanted it to be accessible for everybody. Yeah. Like he's making a horror movie and he wants to be scared, but not too scared. Right. Not terrified and not anxious the entire time either. Right. It's pretty intense. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why that? <laughs> I know. What instrument is that? What is that? Like an oboe or something? I think it's like a, a muted trumpet. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. But I don't know what. I'm... <laughs> French horn, perhaps? I don't yeah, know. a horn section. Because it could be like Inception style music. Yeah, which I loved. But like you know, it could be way more intense and more dramatic. And he just knew he wasn't going to do that. It just like wasn't in his. You know, like not even going to bother going that direction. Yeah. It, there, <clears throat> there, there's almost this like uh, it, it changes the tone of things because like if the music were just super intense the whole time, the it would be more of a conventional horror movie. Like you yes. would you would be just feeling this constantly yeah, right. ratcheting dread. But that's not what like they were feeling on the boat. They're like, we're three buddies on an adventure. So when they tag that shark with those <clears throat> barrels, they're kind of like, yeah, we're like, we just made, true. you know, we just like, we just, this is another step in the adventure. Like they feel like they are inevitably going to bring that shark home and they don't know that they're about to get totally fucking worked by that thing. I kept thinking about the cop's uh, perspective and how he keeps like angling around the boat, going to the front and to the back. I'm thinking, God, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And when they're, <clears throat> there's a scene where they're drinking at night in the boats and they're like comparing scars. Yeah. And, and I was thinking, you know, he barely laughs or anything. I was like, this is, a, none of this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> none of these jokes are funny at all. Um, and he's just sort of like being the, the watching you two idiots like be friends. Yeah. Moments. yeah. It was good. The, um, you know, that, that scene where 
they're drinking in the in the cabin of the boat <clears throat> at yeah. night and and Quint tells the story of the the sailors who get like eaten one by one by the so, shark. Eleven hundred sailors, right? Yeah. And three hundred survived. Yeah. So seven hundred sailors were eaten by sharks. Yeah. Okay. You don't believe that? I mean You don't believe that's possible? It's kind of a lot of people to get eaten alive. The ocean's really big and there's a lot of sharks. And no one mentions anything about it. That'd be a devastating loss of people. Right. I don't know that that actually happened. Sure. But, but like, come on. I, I, I heard somewhere. I, like, oh, yeah. The giant, you know, loss of 700 people getting eaten by sharks. Yeah. That would make the news. I think that whole monologue was like a John Milius thing. You know that guy? No. So, uh there was like this crew of guys who all graduated USC together. And it was like Spielberg. Uh, what's his name for who did star Wars, George Lucas and this guy, John Milius uh-huh. and John Milius did like, <clears throat> I want to say he did apocalypse now or something. People who know about movies who are listening to this probably are freaking <laughs> out. But um, <clears throat> John Milius, I watched a documentary about him. He is like this like legendary, uh, director who like created all these tough guy characters uh-huh. and he was like an insane cokehead and like so he did uh let's see i'm looking on on wikipedia he uh he was the writer for the first two dirty harry movies mm. he was nominated for an academy award for as screenwriter for apocalypse now and wrote and directed the wind and the lion i don't know what that is conan the barbarian and red dawn okay um and he later on he created the hbo series rome Anyway, so he's like he he has like a very specific voice, yeah. like the tough guy voice. And I read somewhere that he um he is the one who wrote that monologue. Okay. And he like did it on the fly over the phone talking to Spielberg. Like That's Spielberg funny. was telling him about this scene and he was just like try this and like off the top of his head like told that story. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um I mean, I like it a little bit more now, but it's still, it's still, <laughs> still seemed wildly. They could have just adjusted the numbers a little bit more to make. I mean, that's just an insane amount of people. Well, I wouldn't that's get like too hung up on the numbers. You know. Okay, it's sure. more like the intensity of the story. Sure, yes, right, yes, fine, fine. Um, and it's like it's a great <laughs> moment because you have uh, leading up to that, you have they they get the shark with the first barrel, and the shark disappears, and like there is that like playful music as this adventure is happening. And like, I feel like that moment when he tells that story is like the tonal shift from like, this is not a playful adventure where we're just out fishing for a shark. Sure. Like this is potentially going to kill us all. What's, what was I going to say? How many people died in Pearl Harbor? I don't fucking know. I bet less than 700. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me look it up. Um, I'm going to bet 10 bucks that, that's less, less than 700? Yes. I think it's more than 700. Let's find out. Okay. What are we betting? A dollar? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Um, 2,467. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known that. Yeah. Oh, well. That was um, the easiest 10 bucks we've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> so do you find it a little more believable that sharks could eat 700 I guess people? so. It's still an outrageous amount of people to get eaten by sharks and like... Uh, one at one time. I've one never sitting. heard anyone get hung up on this number. Well, before. you know, I just watched it. So, <laughs> um, it's a surprisingly good movie though. Yes. Yes. I mean, again, uh, they did a good job with like the small town vibe and, you know, like the corrupt politicians. Um, yeah, it was good. You got to see some like, kind of like side boob in, in the first shot. Oh cool. yeah. First, the first shot is like primo seventies hot exactly. lady on the beach. Yes. And naked for no reason. Yeah. But you don't, I mean, it's sort of like, it's like nighttime. Yeah. It's not like full, full on nudity or anything. You know what bothers me? What's that? Um, I hate when you can tell <clears throat> that something in a movie that's, supposed to be nighttime was just shot during the day and they put a filter on the lens. Doesn't bother me. Like like that scene you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the light was all over the place in that scene. Mm. And I was like, what is, 
Where is the light coming from? <laughs> because then they kept showing the guy who passes out drunk on the beach yeah, and the sun is brighter. setting behind him. Yeah, yeah. And then they show her and it's like <clears throat> the water is glistening. Also, how drunk was that guy? So he's drinking, right? He's drinking enough to like run and be okay running. Yeah. And then collapses. A woman gets eaten alive not that far from him. Yeah. Doesn't notice. And then does he wake up on the beach? Like what happens? And does he just go back home? He's like, oh yeah, she's still in the water. I'm going to go home now. Well, it, when uh, when the chief shows up at the beach and they find you know her arm or whatever, yeah. uh, he's there. Is that him there? Okay, yeah. Like the camera kind of pans past him and he's he looks all upset. Yeah. So maybe like somebody found the chewed up lady and then was like, "Hey, wake up! <laughs> Did you know this person? You know, you know, you know her?" And he's like, "What? I was so drunk. <laughs> oh, cool party. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it." I mean, good. If I were on the beach with a smoking hot 1970s buxom beauty uh-huh. who then dove into the water and I passed out, I'd rather drown than just stay on the water and pass out. Oh my God. I'd yeah. just like drunkenly try to swim. I would, I would, yeah, I would have so much like adrenaline. Willingly drown. Dude, I would be, I would run across that water like one of those little lizards that, <laughs> that can run across a, you know, a puddle without dropping in. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way I would be falling asleep on the beach. But that's not the point. If, uh, if I did uh-huh. and I woke up and like her body parts were next to me on the beach, <laughs> I would be shrieking like the police chief should have been shrieking at the end of the movie. That's true. I wouldn't be like st- I did for an entire day, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be standing there on the beach like with my hands stuffed in my pockets, like toe in the sand, like, oh, geez. Yeah, like in your best 70s outfit. <laughs> I would just like be looking upset, shrieking inconsolably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a little unbelievable. Really blew that one. Yeah, really blew that one. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this. Mo- I mean, the mo- what's interesting about this movie? Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what else can I kind of like mine to comment on? But the movie doesn't. Ha- the movie's tight. It like doesn't have yeah. a lot of room. Like yeah. it's a kind of just a straight line to the action. Yeah. I mean, they do the weird part too. When, um, what's his name? Hooper comes to dinner unannounced, brings two bottles of wine and then eats the cops dinner. Like the leftovers <laughs> dinner. That was super weird. <laughs> really aggressive. Yeah. Did you notice that? <clears throat> um, but the day before I spent watching a lot of TV cause I got, um, like a uh, bit of a stomach virus or something in Mexico. So I've been to Mexico three times now, and this is the first time I got any kind of uh, sickness. Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, boy. So I was eating breakfast. My stomach felt kind of weird uh, the day before, and then, you know, you can't drink the water there. And I'm pretty sure no. someone gave me just a glass of tap water. Like, oh! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what my butt was doing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, you know, God, we eat breakfast and I'm like trying to see how things play out, you know? Right. I eat breakfast and I feel my stomach kind of bubbling up and I go next door to buy some mango and, uh, I make it maybe five minutes and I just like fucking destroy the bathroom and the, oh, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> never play that drop again. Never play that drop again. <laughs> yeah, so have you been to Mexico City by any chance? No. For some reason, the curbs are really high between like the road and the sidewalk. Huh. Like a foot and a half off the ground. Weird. Very high. It's very strange. I took a... I was walking down the street, and I, I went down off a curb kind of hard, and whew, man, really almost... Just ate it. Started my butthole... No, no, my butthole just like <laughs> barely held on. It was like... Huh! <laughs> too jarring for the yeah. state of my my bowels yeah i almost collapsed everything uh but went home and just pooped all day basically um and watched a lot of tv well so, yeah um, now i was just sitting on the plane hoping to not have to get up oh. and make a gallagher show out of the bathroom on the airplane <laughs> how long is uh how long is that flight five hours or from, no four hours yeah did you poop on the plane no you know it, it worked out i took some more uh diarrhea medicine and only ate saltines, and it kind of worked out. Good. Stop yeah. yourself up. That's... Really, really rough for a while there. Bet you got some serious bubble guts on that flight. Sure did. Sure. I hate that. 
Did. What do they they call that? Uh... Diarrhea. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what <laughs> diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Please stop. <laughs> God. Um, <clears throat> no, but there's like a there's like a term for the like bubble guts that you get on a plane. Like it's it's because it's like the air pressure. Oh, I don't know. Well, um, I had bubble guts like the whole day that, before. But I'm so. just saying it must have been so much worse. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was the tail end of the whole experience. So, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the day before. Like, it's more, you know, I eat something and I'm sitting down and it's okay. Once I get up and start moving around, that's when things start shifting. And yeah. It's like, man, it yeah. was like just dumping food down a water slide. Just whoo, right out. I- <laughs> Uh, that I, I, I don't, I just couldn't handle doing that on a plane. Yeah. It's not great. <clears throat> it's not great. Just not enough, not enough room to maneuver in there. No. Also then everyone's going to know. And, and there's no bidet on a plane either. No. And I don't like living without a bidet. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it squeaky clean. Gotten real soft over here, folks. Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm unemployed and I got a squeaky clean butthole. That's, that's the new me. <laughs> uh yeah i could have used some more of that in mexico city for sure um this is only tangentially related but i yeah. beat all over myself in a home depot parking lot oh day. i'm sorry it's <laughs> hard to hear that what happened <laughs> you're in a home depot parking lot yeah i was in a home depot parking lot on purpose no this wasn't like a, <laughs> I, I don't like get off on this that's not what I meant. Like, um, were you in Home Depot, or like you had to stop at Home Depot because you had a piece so bad, or like what? No, I well, I went to Home <laughs> Depot and uh, and I had my dog with me, so I went inside and I bought the thing that I needed from Home Depot. I was on my way upstate to uh, this place I was going, uh-huh. and uh, and I I had a a kombucha in the car on the way, uh-huh. and I was like, that's good. I won't have to stop for something. It's a lot of so, liquid. I did not. It is uh, oh sixteen ounces. It's not too much. Yeah, too much liquid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially when you get older, you just things just got to move faster. It's. I mean, but it's a, it's also got caffeine in it. Yes. Like it's got a bit of a diuretic effect. It sure to does. It. Yes. So uh, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm driving on the throughway. <laughs> I'm leisurely sipping on my on my kombucha, and I finally get to the Home Depot, and I'm 20 minutes away from the Home Depot to the place that I'm going. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay, come back outside, <laughs> put the dog in the car. And I'm like, well, I don't, Home Depot has a bathroom, doesn't it? Yeah, but I can't bring my dog into the bathroom, can I? Just leave your dog in the car for like five minutes. So I felt bad about doing that. Oh, I wish I had just done that. Yeah. But I got back in the car, and I was like, should I lock Charlie in the car and go back and use the bathroom? Can I make it the 20 minutes is there a dumpster nearby you can pee behind these are all great ideas yeah. <laughs> i should have i should have done anything but what i did uh-huh. what i did was hey i got this kombucha bottle i've done that before i'll just pee into that i did that once on the way upstate uh with a girlfriend years ago yeah and stopped on the side of a highway and got pissed all over myself well that's exactly <laughs> where this story is headed because i'm six eight and i was in a smart car with a dog trying to pee yeah. into a kombucha bottle and uh I peed way more than I drank. It always happens. So I started getting to the rim of the bottle and I'm like, oh shit, we got a real problem here. So I'm like, I'm just going to stop peeing for a second. Uh-huh. I'm going to stop peeing inside this <laughs> smart car where I'm like, I'm like contorted. In oh, there. so you're sitting in the car peeing. In the, yeah. Oh man. I'm folded so up like, all over the car too. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm folded up like the Asian guy in oceans 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, it's a bad scene. Yeah. And in the midst of that, I'm thinking, okay, I can just stop for a second. <laughs> so I, I hope I, someone walked by your car and saw you doing this. Yeah. Just saw like a giant dude <laughs> being into a jar. You know, the bathroom's inside, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I stopped <clears throat> thinking I could just like do that. And so you're going to, what you're going to stop yeah. and then pour 16 ounces of urine outside the car window. Yeah. Okay. And then continue. <laughs> And uh, it, without getting too gory, gory. <laughs> Why is it gory? Well, without getting too, uh, you know what I mean. Graphic, really graphic. Uh, it doesn't work that way. No, I had the same experience. Yeah, because uh, you know you have more liquid in your body than you just drank. Yes, which makes sense. Yeah, um, and it you, wanted out. You know, you know what's fun? Pushing your um, 
your uh, non-erect penis into a jar. That's a fun experience too. Yeah. That's good. That was uh, one of the many, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the many moments that I look back on mm-hmm. and I should have thought it's not as simple as it sounds. This is not the right thing for me to be doing. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this, this is definitely a red flag right here. I think my girlfriend at the time took a photo of me doing it too. It took a photo of me peeing in the jar. That was her brand of humor, yeah. which is also mine to be honest. But yeah. yeah. I mean, if it, if it had been anyone else in the car with me, I'd be laughing. Exactly. Ass off. Right. <laughs> It'd be high. It'd be quality entertainment. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, uh, make sure you got a big jug to pee into, I guess. Yeah. Next time you go for a ride, carry a large bucket around with you just yeah. in case. In just hindsight. In case you can't plan ahead and to use a bathroom at a public facility. I wish I had just driven to the, furn- the furthest corner of the parking lot and just gotten out and peed right in the parking lot. Yeah. No one, no right, one would exactly. know or care. Yeah. That would be the end of the. You can pee problem. anywhere. Yeah. I saw a guy pee in the backyard of a bar recently, and it was uncool. Like, there were people sitting pretty close by. Somebody else, that just happened to somebody else. That's Williamsburg for you. Oh, my wife was at a, uh, my wife was recently the matron of honor for her friend, for her cousin's wedding, and she was at the bachelorette party, and they were at like a, like a winery or something. Uh-huh. And it had like a outdoor seating area and I've never gone on a winery tour, but apparently they get pretty lit and okay. they were, you know, it was all like bachelorettes with their sashes on and like, yeah, yeah. and there was a group of guys there. And like one of the guys just like stood up and turned around and started peeing like right there in front of everybody. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to open this bag of jerky. I just went to the gym <laughs> um, and uh, paleo ranch. You know, I eat a lot more meat now than I used to. Yeah? I had crickets in uh, Mexico. Didn't love. Can't say I enjoyed it. Did it, it so, probably just tasted like dirt, right? It just t- tasted like like salty, crunchy crap. Like you're eating... Uh, I would think crickets would taste like eating sunflower seeds with the shell. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But worse. Right. Um, and uh, so I'm at this restaurant. And, uh, you know, before I ordered it, well, I ordered this, this some dish, this some appetizer. And he was like, uh, you know that has crickets, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I thought there'd be like some in, you know, mixed in as an ingredient. Is that like a common food item down there? Yeah, huh. pretty common. I did not know that. Um, it's not like everywhere, but it's, you know, it's like, it's around. I heard the food scene in Mexico City is amazing. Very good. <clears throat> I, I ate very well while I was there. <clears throat> um, anywho... Um, so he it comes out and it's basically like a flatbread pizza with a, just a bucket of crickets on top, just like a shitload of crickets on top. And I was like, come on guy, just fucking tell me there's a lot of crickets. Don't be like, Oh, there's crickets. Tell me there's like, it's covered in crickets. Right. You know, like, you know, I'm obviously white. I, you know, I'm a guy who's like not well versed in eating crickets. Just give me a heads up. So it comes out and I dump a bunch off. And I, I take a bite and it's gross anyway. And so I want to order something else. And the process of ordering something else was like, I slapped his mother. It was, and I was like, Hey, can I see the menu? And it's like, what is wrong? Is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't like this that much. He's like, but it's uh, it's what you ordered. I told you about it. It's one of those, you know? And I was like, no, I know. I know you <laughs> like, told me about don't it. Don't take this the wrong way, but I don't love the bug pizza <laughs> as much as I thought I would. <laughs> um, and so another server comes over that speaks better English. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to order something else. I don't like this. And she's like, oh, uh, did something go wrong? No, I know what it In was. A sense, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it was. Right. I just thought I was more brave or, you know, less... Uh, you know, soft-handed than I am, right? So to speak, and um, and so finally, I order something else, and he goes through every ingredient in the piece in in the in the dish. He's like, it has red onions, it has cheese, it has potatoes, it has this and that. I'm like, oh yeah, I, no, I know, I I get it. I'm I'm good. No bucket of crickets, right? There's no like <laughs> double dare style. You lost a thing. <laughs> bucket of crickets <laughs> dropping on the meal. Like, is it Fear Factor or like? <laughs> yes, <laughs> seriously. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I brought that up, but it was very annoying. I mean, that's a crazy thing to <laughs> to have happen to you. Um, I'm going to get a glass of water. You can keep talking about stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about when, uh, you know, Roy Scheider uh, was uh, walking back and forth, uh, backward and forward on the boat over and over again. Yeah. And you see, like, they keep showing people's feet slipping and stuff. Yeah. You know, because you're like, close ups. Like, going yeah. in the water would be terrible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I went on. Uh, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but I went, I did a sailing, uh, lesson recently. And when you're on the boat, like you have to move around on the boat to do stuff. And the boat is just like fucking whipping around all over the place. And as someone who doesn't really have any experience with boats, I was like, we're out there and the instructor, you know, you, so you like, if you're sailing, you, you, bring the boat out of the marina and then you go into the wind to pull the sails up. And, uh, we, we would get out into the middle of the Harbor and you know, it's fucking the waves are bouncing you all over the place. Yeah. There's the Staten Island ferries cruising right by. It terrible to me. Honestly, it's, it's pretty crazy. It sounds horrible. Um, and even then it's not like I'm in the ocean. Yeah. Like I, I can still see New Jersey and New York. I can definitely <laughs> swim to safety if something goes wrong, but right. But the instructor's like, okay, Eric, just, uh, you know, walk up there and, uh, you know, pull up the jib, like the, the sail, you know, in the front. And I'm like, okay. And so like, <laughs> I get up and it's, it's exactly like you see in Jaws where he's like, like, he's like grabbing the lines and then like the boat lurches to the side fuck and you're no. like, and you're like, fuck. But like, it's it, when you're on a smaller sailboat, like the movements are more severe, you know, yeah, cause it's yeah. like the, the weight imbalance is sure. greater and and there, and you know, the instructor was like, just put your back against one of the lines, like one of the, you know, the cables that come down, I forget what they're called, a stay, something sure. like that, uh, a shroud, I don't know, whatever. But she was like, you know, lean back against that. So you're leaning back against that and you're like yanking on this rope and, you know, cause you're pulling it like yeah. through the pulley to raise the sail. And the only thing that's preventing you from just fully, you know, falling backwards into the water is this like steel cable that's a quarter inch or less sure against your back and the boat will like tip Fuck over that. really really far so you feel your center of gravity going totally back like yeah. you you're like you're like okay and you got your feet planted and your back is against the the shroud and and you're you're pulling and you're looking up and the mass starts tipping and and you just and you're just like okay I guess I'm going to pretend this doesn't bother me and I'm going to like keep doing what you're telling yeah. me. But it like, in my, I mean, I know that I guess if you sail Your more eyes than are like streaming tears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Am I going to, I don't want to fall. Uh, I mean, I guess if you go sailing for more than two days, uh, you get used to this, but I, that's not something I want to get used to. It, I, I mean, I cut, that was, uh, more than learning actual, uh, technique or like any yeah. sort of skill for me, the most interesting thing was overcoming that, uh, like immediate fear of like, like in situations like that where you're like, okay, my feet are planted on this deck and my back is against a right. single cable. And this whole fucking thing is tipping like 45 degrees. And I'm just going to keep doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Even though I know like I'm about to eat it into the fucking Harbor right behind and me. And How long were you in that position for? Maybe like, a minute, two oh, okay. minutes, okay. you know, and then it's like, okay, once you do that, like, you know, you, you pull the lines back and you go around and then you raise the mainsail. So it's like, you're doing a lot of work uh -huh. and it requires you to like, not only be moving your position around, but also like you're, it's really hard to do. Like there, are, there are times when you're pulling on a line and like, I mean, I'm a big heavy dude and I'm putting all my body weight on it. Like, Ugh! yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like, I, the whole time we were doing that, we're in the Harbor, which is like pretty protected. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm imagining being at sea doing that. No way. That would be so no way. crazy. Um, when I was traveling with, uh, Jess in like, this is like four years ago. Now we were in, uh, Nicaragua and we were at some resorts for a couple of days and we we're getting kind of bored and we walked to another beach and that beach is like all, it's like a hostel, but it's It's all like young people hanging out. Like having more fun than we were. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio <clears throat> in the beach. You ever see I, that movie? No, I, I've never seen it. 
Oh, that's a good movie. <laughs> um, and by good, I mean bad. Doesn't he die? <laughs> Fuck, I don't even remember. Mm. I don't think he dies. I think that at the end he like. What's well, a sad movie, right? <clears throat> uh, no, it's not sad. It's weird. It's it, the movie is especially weird because um, the book was really good. The movie is weird because it attempts to illustrate what's happening in the book, and the book is about a guy losing his mind, so he hallucinates a lot. Ah. So the movie shows those I hallucinations in a way that are like that probably don't age very well. Like at one point, he thinks he's in a video game, huh? And so, like, you see his video game view of the world, and like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, but we were so we meet this like group of young people and they have like a much more like bohemian low key, seemingly fun, much dirtier, uh, vibe than we do. We're saying it's this kind of like nice resort where everyone speaks English and it's kind of lame. And so we go the next day, they're having like a booze cruise kind of thing mm-hmm. the next day. And I might've talked about this on a different, on a different podcast at some point. Right. right. Um, but, uh, a podcast, which is now retired. <laughs> yeah. That does no longer exist. <laughs> Um, so we go, go out on this boat. There's like maybe 10 of us. Most people are from Brooklyn or New York or something. Okay. Just so fucking lame. Right. But still it goes. And so we're out there and there's a number of stops along the way. One stop is you're in the middle of the ocean or whatever and you jump off. Okay. No, no life tech or anything. Okay. You jump off. I'm already a hard pass. <laughs> and into the ocean. Uh-huh. And swim to the cliffs, climb the cliffs, and then jump off the cliffs. Okay. Jess was like, do you want to do that? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? <laughs> Nothing about that is something I'd want to do. Are you kidding me? One, jumping in the ocean, terrifying. Absolutely right. terrifying. If I jump in the ocean, jump in after me with a new bathing suit, because mine is now soiled. <laughs> There's like, just going to be a big brown cloud in the water. <laughs> and a big frown on my face. If I manage to do that, leave my feces behind me, swim past my feces, uh-huh. get to the cliff, and then climb up a fucking like, rock wall? Yeah. No way. You're going to be like one of those fail videos where they slip at the last second and you just fucking like. (laughs) So if I manage to do that, I'm probably going to like cut up my knees or something, Uh right? My shins. And then you jump off. No fucking way. I saw this one guy jump off. He slept, ate shit. It looked terrible. (laughs) Like he's probably, he probably has a permanent limp now. Yeah. No way. And so. I'm like, I just, you know, I'm not even considering it. I'm not even entertaining it. She looks disappointed because we're not doing this because to her, that's just pure fun. And why she doesn't go without me, I don't know. Realistically, I probably would have done it. No way. And so in in those moments, I tend to just kind of like go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. So if everybody else was doing it, I'd be like, most people are more fun than I am. I know that. (laughs) I'm aware of that. And so, um, you know, she looks kind of disappointed. She's much more of like an adventure seeker than I am. And I'm like, you know, do it. I'll be here like fucking playing Scrabble. Like I'm not, I'm not going. Right. And so we make another stop. And this one, we're just sort of like sitting in the water and you're free to jump off and swim. We're hanging out and we're doing jello shots. You know, that's what you do. Sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> and uh, so she convinces me to jump off. But apparently the way I jump off is like a two-year-old jumping into a pool for the first time. Like, ah. <laughs> so... I jump off, I look up, and she's just laughing hysterically at me. Right. Um, but it was fine. Turns out it was fine. Is the water was super salty. <laughs> and I just bobbed right back up. It was no big deal. Yeah. I was totally prepared to drown. Totally prepared to drown and flail around. Just jumping off the boat? Yeah, pretty much. Are you not a strong swimmer? Not really. <laughs> I'm a not very strong really. swimmer. Yeah, no, not really. So is she. So that was part of it, too. She's, right. She's very confident in the water. I'm not. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm just sort of like flopping around. I'm trying to think uh if I've ever We used to jump off these cliffs in Pennsylvania into a flooded strip mine when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And that was like objectively pretty terrifying, but at the time it was like you didn't even have the opportunity to be afraid. It was like you went out there and everybody was just doing it, so you're like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I've, I've told the story before, but there was a time when I, um, you know, I'm kind of scared of heights and, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, like jumping into, you know, the unknown water, like those things combined are pretty scary to me. Yeah. But I went to this, uh, uh, water, water country USA in Virginia when I was 17, <laughs> okay. when I graduated high school. Yeah. Cause all my friends from high school were going, it was like four of us. Uh, five of us. And, uh, that was like our little trip after graduation. The lamest fucking dudes Four of like the lamest guys you've ever met in your life. <laughs> go to like a motel in Virginia and go to a water park and drive home. Uh, <laughs> just sounds like, sick. Yeah. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty wild. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, kill that one. <laughs> you gotta get rid of it. <laughs> okay. I promise I will. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> so, we go to this water park. We go on every fucking ride in the water park. And uh, the last one, the biggest one, is like a ride where you go straight down and out, straight down and out. It's like, you know those water rides? Like where a like, speed slide kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, basically. You have to like cross your arms and legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, God, I hope I don't have to go on this fucking ride. I just really don't want to go on this ride at all. Yeah. And so all my friends are like, we're going. This is it. The last one. It's the only, only slide we haven't gone down. Got to clench the old butt cheeks going down Yeah. There. And so uh, I'm the last one to go. They finally talked me into it. And, uh, it's, you know, it happens so fast. You don't yeah. even really know it's happening. But I'm fucking scared. I'm legit scared. And so, you know, you're supposed to cross your arms, keep your limbs tight to your body. <clears throat> when I land, when I get... You know, the slide ends, and I'm, I'm at the end of the slide. Do you all, just go loose dead body down the thing? All my friends... <laughs> are at the end and they're laughing hysterically <laughs> because I tried to stop myself. Apparently like, I put my arms and legs down. <laughs> I'm going to slide a big brown street. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to cry. It happened too fast, but I would have if I could have, uh, but yeah, I didn't handle it. Well, it wasn't, wasn't cool about it. Um, like, okay. You're next one, two, uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, what, what what's our time right now? Uh, we're at fifty minutes. Okay. Um. So uh, we, could, we could call that an app, or we could go for another ten. Yeah, yeah. Let's do another ten. Okay. Uh, sorry, my, my friends are trying to. I'm going to see uh, Bon Iver and uh, Yola Tango tonight. It's going to be uh, a lot of thirty somethings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw him years ago, and I took some girl I was trying to press to not work out. She was like, cool, free ticket to a great show that I didn't get tickets to. And I was like, okay, <laughs> see you see at work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm like, it should be good. It should be a good show. I've never seen like a giant stadium show before. Uh, I went to, you're going to Barclays. Yes. I went there to see... Uh, the postal service. Yeah, that was weird. Not my idea. Okay. But somebody wanted to go really bad and they bought me a ticket. Uh-huh. So I saw the postal service and I want to say, I want to say it was like, do they start off with that? They start that song. That still sounds like every postal service. And everyone like lost their fucking mind. Like, Oh my God, that song, that song, that band does not deserve that big of a show. They have one decent record, one kind of bad record. Yeah. It was just a time to place album. Can we turn on a light in here where it's in word? Yeah. In you the darkness. Hit that, hit that light switch right there. Hitting the lights. Um, yeah. I, I think I want to say it was uh, the Postal Service and Death Cab maybe. Yeah. Isn't the singer in both bands? Yes. Okay. I remember it was an associated act. I can't remember if it was Death Cab or if it was uh, Jenny Lewis or whatever. But... Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's I, I'm I don't the only other time that I've seen a huge stadium show is like when I for laughs I go to see uh like uh Iron Maiden. Yeah. And when you go right, see Iron yeah. Maiden, you want to be in a stadium. Sure, of course. Because it's like stadium rock. No, that's not true. I saw Billy Joel at MSG once and it sucked. Really? Yes. I hate Billy Joel. <laughs> I really hate Billy Joel. Went for my dad's birthday. Well, that that's probably the reason why you hated it, right? Because you don't like Billy Joel. Uh, yeah, 
That's why I hated it. Yep. Would you have liked it if it was MSG a more is not a great intimate idea. setting? No, 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 not at all. I saw Iron Maiden at MSG and it was pretty great. Um, but again, it's what you, that's what you want from an Iron Maiden show. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want anything from a Billy Joel show. I want it to stop. I want it to be over. I'm not trying to color your experience for tonight, but when I, when I went to see, uh, when I saw the postal service, Uh which at the time, I don't think I had listened to the postal service for like 15 years. Yeah. Uh, but my friend wanted to go, he dragged me with him. And, uh, when I did like the postal service, it was like, you know, it was like, it's intimate music. It's like 2004, maybe? I got to say earlier. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, I know you're right. Didn't yeah. that come out in like 2002? That yeah, album, yeah, yeah. That no, big you're, album? You're right, you're right. Um, you know, I was in college and I remember listening to that and like it was just, you know. It's an album you put on when you hope to get laid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it was the album, that, and it's also <laughs> the album that you put on when you didn't get laid. That's true. You know, it serves both purposes. Oh, my, my not getting laid album was Texas is the Reason. Ooh, good one. Good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. Yes. Uh, but this, the, you know, uh, it is like by its nature, intimate music and my relationship to it was intimate. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird to be in an arena full of people listening to it. Fair enough. It felt really like really uh it was jarring it was like it did not match up with the way i felt i should be listening to that music but it, would it would it have been better if it was a smaller setting yeah i think if i had gone to see the postal service at a bar you know <laughs> where there was like 50 people but like it, yeah sure yes i guess i don't know i have no desire to see that kind of music live oh no don't get me wrong no desire to see it <laughs> but like if if you were like Hey, you have to see go see the postal service. Yeah, would you rather see them at the Barclays Center or would you rather see them like in the back room of sure, sure. Know, Saint Vitus or something? Uh, you know, a band like that that I would love to see is a uh, American Analog Set. Oh God, yeah, I love. Oh, them. I would love to see love them live. Them. If you guys are listening. <clears throat> I'd love to see you live. Come to Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure <sighs> only indie rock stars listen to our podcast. So. <laughs> They're great, that band. Yeah. Man. I saw, um, not to keep going with this, but I saw um, Rainer Maria at Union Pool. They were fucking so good. I saw them. They rocked. I saw them years ago, like yeah. during the the original like Rainer Maria days. Yeah. And they were just so great. So like, goddamn good. Musically so great, but personality wise, yes. the most grating band <laughs> that maybe I've ever seen. Seriously? <clears throat> yeah, they uh it was before they broke up and Uh-oh. I could tell that they didn't <clears throat> like each other at all. Mm. Also they it was uh Raina Maria and Owen opened for them. Oh yeah. So Mike Kinsella was there and <clears throat> it was like it was at a very small venue like where there's no stage, you're all like standing on the same level. Yeah, to love yeah, it's, it's a really, I love seeing shows that way, yeah. but it was really weird because Owen played, uh, so Mike Kinsella played mm-hmm. and got wasted while mm-hmm. he was playing. And then Rainer Maria played. And while they were setting up, he like pushed his way to the front row and watched their set and heckled them the whole time. Ooh. And he like seemed to have like a playful heckling back and forth with the guitar player. Okay. Where they were just kind of ripping on each other the whole time. Okay. But it felt really like tense. It felt like it felt like I showed up at a party that I wasn't invited to. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they had their own like rapport yeah, thing yeah, going. Yeah. And I remember uh uh Mike Kinsella's whole attitude the whole time was like really shitty. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if he was just drunk through Isn't the whole show. Is that just show. like his thing though? I don't know. I've listened to interviews with him recently and he seems really nice. Yeah. Oh, is Dan the bigger douchebag? Isn't one of them a dick? It's not Dan. It's uh Mike and that was Mike and Dan. No, uh Mike and Tim. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Tim's the um Tim's the ogre one who did uh Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc and yeah. Mike is the um emo Fonzie. Yeah, yeah. Who did Owen. So um <laughs> uh yeah, I think uh, 
I so I, I think Mike had like a reputation for being a jerk, but he's kind of mellowed out and he's nice. Gotcha. You know? But when I saw him, he was a drunk jerk. Mm-hmm. And so you've heard Owen, like you've yeah, heard yeah. like so I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I'm gonna see Mike Kinsella play his solo stuff. Yeah. And I'm standing there and he was like Oh, here's a shocker for you. This one's about a girl. Okay. And like, it was just like, that was his attitude through the whole thing. And it was like, you're being kind of a dick about this really sensitive music. It's hard to take it seriously now that you're ruining it for everybody. Yeah. And then after he played, he kept ripping on Rainer Maria between songs and they were like, kind of like going back and forth. And I was like, this is you guys are really fucking up the vibe here. Even though you're the artist, can you, <laughs> can you let me have my time? <laughs> yeah. Let me be the dick. Um, I think we should probably wrap it in a few. Yeah. Um, man. So I'm just looking at my notes to see if I, there's anything I wanted to talk about. And I've been trying to write down my dreams. Yeah. Do you do that at all? Uh, no, but I've been having really, uh, vivid dreams recently. Yeah. I, I mean, I had one, I had a vivid one today, but I can't remember it right now and I should have written it down, but I don't remember any of this stuff. Why do you want to write down your dreams? And then I write it down and, and I read it and it's <laughs> fucking terrifying because it's supposed to help you remember them more. The more you write them down, the more you, why remember. do you want to do that? Cause I don't know. It's curiosity. Also, isn't it fucking wild to have dreams? I think it's just like the coolest fucking thing that happens to us. Yeah. You sound like a juggalo right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, come on. Isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah, happens, you know, so. it's crazy magnets. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you, you're not in agreement with this? No, I agree. I, dreams are totally crazy. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I yeah, agree. They are, yeah. It's just a wild thing that it, it's amazing that it happens to us at all. Yeah. There's no explanation for it whatsoever. Yeah. My wife had to wake me up the other night because I was crying in a, in my sleep. <laughs> Do you remember why? Uh, yeah. I'd rather not talk about it. Okay. Um, well, that's, <laughs> let's call that a show. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Maya's here too. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, that's, that's our episode about, <laughs> about that was our, that was our, our review of Jaws. <laughs> all right. Stay positive. Stay <laughs> positive.